Welcome to No Such Thing as Normal podcast with Natalie Hayes and Jess McKeown. This is a casual podcast where we talk about all of the things you're not supposed to talk about in order to help you normalize your real life, because really we're all just a bunch of weirdos having a completely human experience in a society that asks us to pretend like we're not. And I'm your host, Jess, a gifted spirit baby medium who facilitates deep soul healing by channeling divine messages. And I'm your other host, Natalie, an intuitive mentor and transformative healer. Be sure to subscribe where you listen to podcasts, watch our 100% unedited episodes on YouTube, and you can also follow us on the gram at McJaguar and at Intuitively Natalie for more weirdo and woo-woo content. And if you like this episode and any of the other ones, please be sure to rate and review where you listen to podcasts and tag us on Instagram, shout us out so that more people can unleash their weird with you. Woo! And speaking of weird, we have invited our first weirdo guest to come on. This is Sarah. She is a comedian, coach, astrologer, and the host of the Moonual. It's a comedy moon ritual that happens every month on the new moon and the full moon. And then she also has the space trash podcast every week. Um, I think Sarah just brings so much comedy, humor, fun, and liveliness to astrology. And we're going to talk about the eclipses that are coming up. And we are like, let's bring us an expert because we are hobby astrologists and we are just (laughs) doing a poor job for our audience. And we're like, let's get a motherfucking expert on here. So here's our expert, Sarah. Well, it is an honor to be the weirdo expert du jour. We were talking about it before. It's like, how should I introduce you? And it's like, first of all, weirdo would have sufficed. That's actually enough. That is enough. Dianu, it would have been enough. It would have been enough. Happy happy holy holidays, Dianu. Weirdo is enough. But um, also, if you guys are interested in like side hustles, you should have a career in like divine healer. Like you can moonlight as copywriters. Both of your intros were so succinct, like so succinct and perfect. And it's like, I'm like, I'm getting, I'm producer. So like, I cut like half the list of things that a multi hyphenate, you know what I mean? It's like, I can't get a sentence together to be like, this is what I do. But like both of you with the wacky shit you do just made it make so much sense in like four words. Economy, very good, very good girl. I'm so impressed. That's fucking, yeah, you, yeah. You both are gonna have to redo my bio. Is all I'm saying. That it's all Natalie. So good. I feel so good. It's, like we never get that kind of Gemini. Yeah. It's your Gemini energy. No, yes. That Gemini sixth house. You're like, how can we make this more like functional with using the right language? Yeah. Very good. Very good. God, I well, never know. I feel so affirmed in the first five minutes. I'm really excited <laughs> that you're here. Wow. We're gonna have guests on more often. <laughs> yeah. No, just we actually start the show with a compliment. So the, the structure <laughs> of the show goes a little something like this. We yeah. the show with praise of us. <laughs> and then you can talk about whatever you want. <laughs> I love exactly. it. Yes. What are some things that you love about us? A new prerequisite. Um, well, what we love about you, Sarah, is like you're just so fucking funny. You're so real. Um if I can share that we had a session together and Rodney Dangerfield came through for Sarah as one of her guides and what? we got to channel Rodney Dangerfield and, and it's funny to do the voice. I made her do yeah. the voice. <laughs> I was like, she's like, I'm not going to do an impression. I was like, actually you are going to do an impression. You're going to try. You're going to channel Rodney in his voice. Just Cause like everyone, it. everyone, no, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> he was like, Sarah, you're a healer comedian, not a regular comedian. <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, you know, everybody does Rodney Dangerfield as like a voice, right? So I was like, yeah. oh my God, here I go. But yeah, it was just, it was a fun, it was a fun um, experience. And then going to your manual and listening to like, you bring in all these different experts, you read people's charts. It's a fun time. It goes on for hours. So you can pop on and off whenever you like. Um, but we love your approach to astrology and motherfucking eclipses are coming up. And I'm saying motherfucking a lot today. I don't know why. Yeah. If you have kids in the car, because- listening in the car, just sorry. This is no, an episode. Tell yeah. them it means something different, first of all. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh, motherfucking means magical. But then they're going to be like, wow, look at that motherfucking unicorn. In class. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, um, <laughs> but I also think motherfucking is apropos because one of the things I think that we're feeling in whatever way is, and honestly, Jessica, for your business, I hope you, I hope you, I mean, if I didn't book out your, how many, how many clients do you think I've sent you? Like 40? A million, yes. <laughs> I, I, I may, it's like a requ- if you work with me, you actually have to do a session with Jessica. For, because there are certain questions that I can't answer and that I don't, even though in the astrology chart, I could, I don't yeah. feel totally comfortable speaking on because like, it's just, especially when it comes to like fertility issues and, yeah. and uh, or not issues. It's funny because I don't even want to use the term fertility issues. I want to say like, with like, for, you know, fertility, um, not according to your plan or whatever, you know, yeah, like yeah, so the ego, yeah, ego issues or whatever. All this to say that, like, especially starting during this past weekend, this past full moon, and what these eclipses represent. I mean, it is a highly fertile time. So I think if you're using motherfucker a lot, it's partially because you're actually trying to your subconscious. It's is trying divine. To fuck them into be, fuck them, fuck the mothers, fuck them into becoming mothers. Come on, mother, <laughs> are you a motherfucker or what? Why don't you turn oh around your mother? Get in there. Get the fuck in there. I love you so much. Yes. And because of the stuff that I was doing before this podcast, it makes a lot of sense. You're um, like, hello, do we have any motherfuckers yeah. in the house? Get, yeah. them, get them pregnant. Now's the time. Now's the time. So I was actually thinking about, so I have this business, right? And I talk about spirit babies, which I love, but there's this other side of me that it's like super into sexual magic. And I'm like, how do I like talk about like babies and like grief and like, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then sex magic and like all this beautiful stuff. And I was like, well, sex magic makes babies, Mm -hmm. but that's kind of, so I'm in this head of like, how do I express that side of myself? Well, okay. We will do a little, we'll do a sesh off because I want everyone to know our secrets. Okay. But what I will say, (laughs) side note, is it's interesting that you say that because when people it's, it's funny it's like they always say like your clients are like on some level a reflection of you like you always yes. call with everything right? yes friends yeah. relationships i mean libra full moon it's like your people are your people who are you yeah. with that that's showing you you right yeah but as i've gotten older a lot of my, like i probably have had six which is a lot for me in terms of this one particular conversation calling me about fertility ego issues mm. or whatever that's why i'm sending you some people because i'm like look before you even ask the question i mean and can you need to talk to jessica <laughs> But when people either are don't talk to Jessica or they just want my take, the way that I handle fertility, I mean, I'll look in the chart, obviously, but the way that I handle fertility issues in clients, and I had two specific experiences where it actually worked, but it was sex magic because Mm. I was basically like asking them questions with, so coaching and astrology are slightly different services. I offer both. And I offer a combination as well. Uh, again, somebody do my website. It makes no fucking sense. But um, <laughs> but it's like, um, I've had the, the, the two where it was successful. It was like, I had two clients that were like, we don't understand. We've been in these like happy relationships. We fought, you know, we got married. We're living in Canada. We're like so happy. Everything's so great. Blah, blah, blah. But like, I just can't get pregnant. And then I, and so then I asked the coaching question. So I'll look in the chart. I'll say, well, these, this is the timing. 
in terms of astrology, when you're really fertile or sort of what baby making looks like or whatever. But then I go into the coach mode and I'm always like, well, tell me about like, when you say you're having fertility issues, like, what does that mean? Tell Mm -hmm. me about when you picture having a baby and that baby being there, what does that feel like? What does it look like? Mm -hmm. And what's funny is you'll find that a lot of people are like, he's going to be or she's gonna be right and then I go hmm, that's interesting like you're you're speaking about your unborn child with a gender you know mm-hmm. and then you find out like oh well I you know I had one client that was like I'm not having a boy and I was like oh, oh. Well, then you're having a baby <laughs> right. are they gonna maybe surprise you once they're on earth anyway yeah you know, now they can be whatever they have like, whatever the hell they want it was funny she was like actually I'm fine if it's a trans boy she's like I just don't want a boy boy I'm like okay you hate men and there's a lot to unpack there is the issue so yeah so I actually had her uh we talked about what like her fear of raising a man in this society and we talked about what it was you know and and when they were having sex the process that they were doing it which was very clinical it was like I'm ovulating I'm laying on my back I'm holding my legs in the air it's like that is not sexy and you're trying to control like if your baby is sitting there in the queue as Jessica says if baby's sitting in the queue and it's like but damn, I have a, you know, I have a penis. The baby's not comfortable coming and making you their mom. You know? No. Um, yeah. So it's funny. I made this one client. I made her pick the name. I said, come back to me with three names that would be appropriate. If you had a boy, you'd be excited. As excited as Juniper. These are the names you'd be excited, <laughs> whatever. And within the month, she was pregnant. And wouldn't you know, <gasps> it was a boy. That's amazing. Ooh. Chills, chills. But it's so much it's true. Where we're trying to control, even with the timing. I think that's why Jessica, I, so I saw so any of my clients talk to Jessica that she's in, like, you don't even know how much I talk to you every day, <laughs> talk about you and to you every day, because I'll be like, but remember what Jessica said? Because sometimes people Jessica. don't believe what I say because it doesn't, it feels so, um, like people will be like, you're just, like, you're just saying that, or like, I don't mm-hmm. know, for some reason it doesn't always resonate, especially when you talk to people weekly, you become normal to them. Mm-hmm. So right. when they talk to like a psychic, that, that, that's <laughs> credible, that's yeah. giving them information. It's like every client that I have talked to comes back and they're like, well, she basically said what you said. And it's like, yeah, no fucking shit. Yeah, no fucking, of course you said what I said. Of course you said what I said. I, I mean, a lot of my work is validating for people, right? It's like, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I, and when I see your clients, they're like, well, Sarah said that too. I'm like, okay, well, so Sarah's right. You know, like, listen to Sarah, like, you know, you're, you know, and you're getting information from different, different places. And I'm sure you're channeling all the time, Sarah. Well, you know? sure. And it's, but I, the reason I like astrology is because I don't have to say I'm channeling. I can say like, it's right here. It's, yeah, a, it's a map. Part. Yeah. You know, instead of me walking around being like, I'm just having this feeling, you know, I'm just, you know. <laughs> It's, um, it's easier to be like, well, in the char, it says, yeah. and then I'm giving some specific detail about, you know, a website to go to. And it's like, well, they didn't say match.com in the chart, but for some reason it feels like the right place for you yeah. or whatever. But I also think let's keep this trend going, Jessica, because, you know, in, in, in the name of abundance and these eclipses that are coming up in Taurus and Scorpio, don't believe me, hire Jessica too, pay all the healers, profits <laughs> over profits. Yes, you all need a session with Jessica and Natalie. We're going to find yes. out why, but trust me, you need these to do. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, we're, and we're here for you. That's why we're, we're doing this. Like, you know, we love doing this. We love helping you like clear that shit, kill that ego, have those babies, you know, have oh, oh, make it work. That's, is that, is that not your sweatshirt? Kill that shit. Have those babies. That'll be the next one. Kill that yeah, ego, actually... have those babies. <laughs> <laughs> That's my new headline. Um, okay. Sarah, we love you so much. Um, I love this insight, but let's chat about eclipses in specific. Like what is significant to you about this eclipse season or eclipse seasons in general? Like what the fuck, what are they? Well, okay. So eclipses in general, we'll start broad. Eclipses are, um, fate points. 
in the collective, right? Yeah, exactly. Now you see me, now you don't. Now, you know what it is? It's kind of like, you don't, I don't know if this is video. Well, I guess it is video on, online. So yeah, you guys will enjoy it. Not only does she do Rodney Dangerfield, she does eclipses. She does this. Get her on stage. Get this area on <laughs> stage. What the hell? She just literally performed Eclipse. That was Eclipse by Jessica. And also, I've been pronouncing your last name wrong. McCown. Yeah. I've been saying McCown. I've been saying McCune, but it still, it sounded like a guitar riff. McCune. McCune. Yeah, like ice cream cone. Oh, got it. Yeah, I've been saying McCune. Like it's McCune, McCune works. McCune. It works. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, um, <laughs> she, wonderful performance by Jessica. So, <laughs> but eclipses are, are basically when, uh, during a new moon or a full moon, the light between the sun and the moon get um, occulted or get blocked by Earth. Right, so it's a time where Earth and the people on Earth and the experience of life on Earth gets suddenly shifted because where we would usually either expect to see the sun and then all of a sudden, you know, in the ancient days it was always a really um, it was it was like a bad omen because they were like, the fuck's going yeah. on? Like there's a there's a, a you know the there's a darkness coming across the sky and now we're being the sky smited. That's, you know, so there was a lot of confusion during that time. Um, yeah. and so eclipses are always related to where the north and the south node are in the sky. And every 18 months, the nodes shift. Now, the regular chart in astrology, when we read the chart when the planets move in a counterclockwise way, except for the nodes, the nodes move clockwise. Mm. The nodes move um, in an, in an anti-zodiacal way, if you will. We which will. Um, is I think important to note just because everything is everything, which is duality, which is that like some things move this way, some things move that way. And it's actually in the combination of or the coming together of these polar energies that creates, you know, something new. So the nodes shift every 18 months. And when the North node is in a sign and there's an eclipse during, so, so for example, the North node is now in Taurus. Mm -hmm. Our first eclipse of the year is coming right up. It's going to be a new moon in Taurus and it's going to be an eclipse because the north node the the ecliptic point is where the new moon and or where the moon and the sun are meeting in the sky so okay. that is like a new beginning um in a way that is way more powerful than because mm. usually in, when we when we manifest with the moon cycles yeah. it's sort of like um you know it's it's very micro in a way right I mean it's not nothing's micro micro everything's everything this is the area in my chart where I would like to bring new life set new intentions and then on the full moon we take a look at not only your progress but we celebrate the sort of um the fruits of your labor or what has you know what has been shown in this cycle and what is there to be seen if there are things you see that you don't need anymore or want you let them go after the full moon or you celebrate and go, I'm on the right track. And when you come, mm -hmm. the new one, you set intentions that deepen that manifestation or whatever, right? Love it. Eclipses, to me personally, why do I love them? Let me count the ways. Because <laughs> similar to why I love, like, I, if, if you follow me, you know, I love retrogrades. I love specifically mm -hmm. Mercury retrograde. I love Mercury retrograde love it. because it's, it's like, if you do it right, mm, it's like full permission to just like not get back to emails and like <laughs> assume you're going to be late and blame it blame everything that is your own personal shortcoming on the mercury retrograde that's, that's what's likely anyway it's like this full permission <laughs> to just like get it wrong right yeah. 
And I think eclipses work in the same way where like we don't manifest or quote unquote, I mean, that's, that was a hot button topic at the last moon actually, but we don't manifest in this, in the same way during eclipses, because that would be like during a Mercury retrograde being like, I know I'm going to save, I'm going to save writing my dissertation for the last minute. And I'm going to do it during Mercury <laughs> retrograde. Like it said, no one ever, because it's right. like, no, if anything, that would be a time where like, it wouldn't get to the professor. Your printer's going to break your, <laughs> you know, your thinking is a little bit off. Like, so, so that's how eclipses work. Eclipses take the onus off of you or, or try to, if, if you will allow for spirit yeah. to move you, it tries to take the onus off of you to actually do anything. And it's, it's almost like you have no choice, but to just like go with the, the current. It's like, almost like a, like um, a series of tidal waves mm. where like, even if you're the best surfer in the world, you probably aren't going to go out on the water unless you have like some kind of a death wish, which epic, epic, but <laughs> like, you wouldn't, you just wouldn't do that because it wouldn't be safe. There's something else bigger happening that if you actually sit back and witness, you're going to enjoy it a lot more and get a lot more out of it than trying to like swim against the current or like be impressive during these like monumental shifts in fate. And it's interesting too, if you think about what the sun and the moon represent, right? The, the sun being that masculine solar energy, the energy of what we can see, the leadership, the the government, the sort of outward laws and rules and people and, and world. And then the lunar energy is always that internal energy, what's really going on, the feminine side, the other side of the story, the, the, the needs of the thing, the emotional nature. And so when there's a new moon eclipse, a solar eclipse, it actually is a time where the people and your needs and the collective is, is very highlighted mm. because, or no, I'm backwards. The solar eclipse, I'm backwards. The solar eclipse is actually like a downfall of leadership because the people, the moon, the emotions are eclipsing the sun. So for a minute there, that solar energy, not only is it not powerful, it's got like, a, it's got a mask on, right? It's like doing a face mask during the eclipse, but it's, but it's blacked out. And then the opposite happens during lunar eclipses where, uh, whereas usually we're feeling the energy uh, from that the sun is projecting onto the moon. Well, during lunar eclipses, um, we actually are more connected to the earth than we are the sun, because even mm. though it should be that solar energy communicating with that the emotional energy, it's actually the energy of earth connecting with that emotional energy. And so that's mm -hmm. where you see big collective changes happening or more sort of more feminine, emotional, like from the underground movements coming up and, and sort of changing the collective for not, not forever. There's always going to be more eclipses, but you know, <laughs> changing the collective as we know it right now. And um, I guess the last thing I'll say, sorry to run on, but the one other thing that I love about eclipses is that it forces you to stay present because mm. if you're really interested in the thinking mind or the past, or you're wrapped up in some manifestation story, that's either like failing or succeeding, or you're, you know, whatever ego shit is in the space during eclipses, it's so out of your hands. It's so out of control that it really does like best practices for any eclipse all the time for the rest of your days is like just witness, like mm -hmm. be super present in the divine moment that is so that you can see what's coming up for you really take like the, almost like a snapshot, like a picture of your life. And then everything that happened in the past and everything that's going to happen in the future they don't really exist anymore in the same way that they once did. And so mm -hmm. it's, it's really like a totally, it just makes things fun. You know, it kind of, it gives you this extra reminder that like, you know, as much as like earth sucks and being human is hard, you're really not here alone. You're not doing it alone. You're a part of this way larger cosmic order and miracles 
abound. And, and when you surrender control, it's such a great reminder that actually better things might happen. So mm-hmm. true. So true. I love that. I love that pausing and yeah. observing and being present. Yeah. I mean, it's I, I almost, just, you get to just be like, fuck it all during eclipses. Like yeah. you just get to fuck it. There's an eclipse. Who cares? Yeah. And I like, it's like this like like, like like holiday. Yeah. season. Yeah. It's like a season of like paying attention and we have it pretty regularly in our lives. And so I like that the calendar had kind of has these built-in pauses and, and, you know, realignments and, you know, retrogrades and stuff to kind of give us those opportunities to explore and observe things in other ways. Totally. It's really helpful to see that like, those are, those are actually, they're like working for you. Like they're not coming to destroy your life. Like (laughs) only if you resist them, will they destroy your life, but (laughs) they're coming to actually help you. So these, these eclipses that are coming up, um, when, and like, where are they coming up? Like I know they're Taurus Scorpio, right? Yeah. So, so from now until, um, April of 2023, we're going to be kind of moving through this eclipse cycle. Um, in 2023, there will be sort of like a hybrid eclipse year because there will also, will also begin, you know, the nodes will move. And so then we'll get into um, Libra and Aries. But mm-hmm. right now, the North node is in Taurus, the South node is in Scorpio. So during Taurus season and Scorpio season, we're going to have the Taurus and Scorpio eclipses. Mm-hmm. So the next one that is coming up is on Ooh. April 30th. What did you say? Chills, chills. Ooh, me too. <laughs> Looking forward to seeing what the manifestation of those chills are without your control or, you know, <laughs> conscious energy. Mm-hmm. Um, but so the next, the next one is um, April 30th. Mm-hmm. It is a new moon eclipse in Taurus. So there's a lot of, th- I mean, that moon in and of itself, I don't know how deep you want me to go into the, into the astrology of it, but it's a really powerful uh, eclipse in Taurus because it's it's super benefic even though like so what you said it's like sometimes things bad things or malefic things happen during eclipses but it's not you know we as humans we relate to anything that has like an emotion attached other than pure elation as a bad thing so it's like oh, dude, that's like not you know maybe just like learn to cry but you know anything that's like removed or taken from you or stripped or even leadership that changes during eclipses is for the better. It's fate. It has to happen. Mm -hmm. But why this is such a a powerful eclipse is because not only is the new, are the new moon and the sun in the sky at the ecliptic with the North node pulling us into the future with the planet Uranus, which is like known as the great awakener. Uranus Mm -hmm. is, you know, that lightning bolt of like, you know, you can receive it as like downloads of information or like a car crash happens right in front of you, but it's like, it changes the course. You know what I think of it? Remember that movie sliding doors with Gwyneth Paltrow from the nineties? Yes. Yes. She like misses the train and it shows the two versions of her life. Yes. If she did or did not miss the train. It's it, Uranus sort of reminds me of that, like butterfly effect energy. Mm, where it's yeah. like This happened. It changed the plan. And actually in, in what way did it, you know, did it actually change the plan for the better or did it actually give you the lesson or the thing that you needed to see or realize whether you like it or not that actually changes everything right so this mm-hmm. new moon with uranus with the north node i mean i think this is the beginning of you know a real um a real this whole this past year we're, we're in a whole experience that is really like the re- the reclamation of the divine feminine that's mm-hmm. really what's going on on a like zoomed out perspective right so this reclamation of the divine feminine 
and, and Taurus is the first feminine sign. It's ruled by Venus. Oh, so, yeah. so this North node in Taurus with Uranus, with the sun and the moon is so powerful because it's sort of like, we've been doing all this, like bringing Lilith and Eve energy back together and all of this sort of healing of the divine feminine within herself. And now within the collective, you know, it's really, it's really a, even if it shakes up the ground, it will be ultimately grounding in terms of actually getting all of our needs met. That's mm. what it's about. And it's like the Taurus Scorpio axis is, you know, we think of Taurus and it is about money and finances, but it's only that because we have decided that that is the resource. Mm. So I think that this could also mark the beginning of us relating to currency and resources differently than we have in our recent past, but like they've actually done it through, you know, more trade oriented or more, um, you know, commodities and the way that we even with Bitcoin, like the way that we relate to things and their value that we are using to sustain life between each other and ourselves on earth, you know, and Taurus is the energy of generating. Yeah. Scorpio is the energy of regenerating. So this Taurus new moon eclipse is going to ask us to sort of like, see what resources are actually here for us that are available to us that we maybe didn't even think of as Jessica are you an actor now you didn't even think <laughs> I of mean that as a possibility but who knows there's there's a bit player there's a need for a bit player in something. <laughs> and you know it's that kind of thing where some you know Jessica I watched the podcast video and your eclipse moved me <laughs> I listened to the reader, right. Sarah. I thought Dangerfield was in the room, right? <laughs> Who knows the thing right. that you have been putting out there or that you have been cultivating and growing in your yeah. life that you don't consider resources because at current, they're not helping you make money or sustain yeah. your life, but maybe they will, right? Yeah. And so I think that's really, the other thing about this, that this eclipse is really fucking rad. You know, we currently have this very magical connection between Jupiter and Neptune in Pisces. Well, okay. during this eclipse, we also have Venus and Mars in Pisces, and we have Venus, the, the planet that rules Taurus, exactly conjunct Jupiter, the great mm. benefic, the planet that makes everything bigger and better. And what is Pisces, if not like higher love and, and beauty and art and magic? Mm-hmm. So when you have Venus working with Jupiter and giving notes to Mars, who's also there trailing behind her as per usual, and, <laughs> and Neptune, there's like this sort of sense of like, real divine goddess power and wisdom softly coming through and going, oh, by the way, this is how we're doing it now. Yeah. And it will be for the highest good and the most loving, um, the most loving sort of new earth, you know, new sustainable experience that we can, can imagine, you know, and then there's always a, a, an eclipse that trails the first eclipse. So then we have that mm-hmm. full moon eclipse in Scorpio. This is, you know, Scorpio opposite of Taurus wants us to, well, let me, let me rephrase that. I am concerned about this. (laughs) Scorpio doesn't want to expose shit, right? Mm. But eclipses in Scorpio make it a requirement. You can't. You have to. Mm. It will be exposed. So (laughs) So do they like go balls to the walls? They're like, here's fucking everything. Like, I'm going to dox you. Like, things are going to leak. (laughs) Well, you know what, I, you know, how I think of it, I think of it more as like, um, because like, who's they being like the cosmic gods that are they. like the puppeteers of the planets, you know, yes. sure, maybe. I think it's more like, a, it's more of like a call out more of like almost like a whistleblower mm-hmm. on your, on your, the, the habits 
and the control issues. Scorpio wants control. You know, oh, Scorpio mm. wants to take everything that is generated in Taurus and then either keep it or hoard it or use it as leverage or like or, or at turn it into something else or turn it into, you know, yeah. right? Like blackmail is one version of Scorpio eighth house, but another version is baby making and make and love making yeah. and the merging of two things. It always is a death though. Even birth mm. is a death. Even I love that. marriage yep. is a death. Right yeah, when, two, when yeah. you when to become one, <laughs> not, those two aren't two anymore. It's it's a whole new thing. Yeah, you know? and and everything about rebirth and birth and death is actually it's the same axis. It's the same. Birth is traumatic. I don't know why everybody's trying so hard to fucking pop them now. Jessica, thank God for your business, but it seems awful. It seems like fucking hell to fucking push a human out of my pussy. Like I am not like. Dying who designed that i don't know we're trying to make it better if we're trying to make it better yeah i want to puke my baby up i almost spit my coffee all <laughs> because over. that's because it's so much easier to just let it rip out the front like a tapeworm <laughs> yeah like it i'm gonna burp my baby out okay i heard this on tiktoks so obviously it's true um <sighs> someone was reading an astrology book and they said about like Scorpio sun signs that like the year prior or the year after of a Scorpio being born, a relative dies that like in 95% of cases. TikTok's crazy. It's crazy, but it was in a book. I would like, like, I'm open to that. Being true, but I would like to see the research. <laughs> okay. actually like, don't people just die all the fucking time to be reborn? Isn't that sort it. of like, you know what I mean? Like what family doesn't have a single Scorpio in it and a, not a death in the past three years? You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm, well, I, well, I'm trying to think though. My dad is a super Scorpio, but I have no idea what the timeline of my, gra- my great grandparents' deaths were in, in, according to his birth. But it is interesting. That's where it's like, I'm open to that being true. It I'm sounds like it true. would be true. But I don't, but I, but I want to, I just want to see some stats. Mm-hmm. because of Scorpios they're like mm. <laughs> they're well, gonna... well in the case study if there's a lot of evidence of this I'm down for that being true but I also think like even if anything if a Scorpio made this rumor up it's because like our power on earth <laughs> <laughs> it's like energy of Sauron from Lord of the Rings I love that the narrative shifted <laughs> to like Scorpios making this up <laughs> like, you know I mean? like I'm not like, you know for the record now that I'm here there's not enough room for all of us so somebody's gonna die yeah Scorpios definitely made that up I love that right um okay so Natalie always gives me a lot of shit because I don't know like my houses and my planets and I don't know all that crap but I'm learning you're about to but like what placements are these gonna affect and I don't even know what that means that's my question to ask you though (laughs) well so so that's a fabulous question okay worded by a novice but that's good it's good you know why do I not love TikTok because it is truly such evergreen content and it's hard for me sometimes to you know think in terms of you know because I'm like let's talk about the biblical asteroids of the last moon age and everything right? <laughs> so um I think I think not knowing is wonderful um and that was well said I think that's how most people would ask so okay two things you want to look out for yeah if you have any of your personal planets in Taurus or Scorpio or any of the um pl- any of your planets, wherever the eclipses are, right? So every eclipse mm-hmm. season, it will change. Okay. But so if you have any planets right now in Taurus or Scorpio, or if you have Taurus or Scorpio on your angles, meaning the AC, the ascendant, the descendant, the midheaven, that 
I keep coleum. I'm also LOL. I don't remember what the Latin for IC is. IC. So I see that you're at home now. It's okay. Yes, but so yeah. the thicker lines of the chart are the angles. Those thick um, lines. So if you have if you have your angles or your planets in Taurus or Scorpio, and especially your personal planets. So like what are personal planets? So the so there's personal planets and then there's like outer planets, right? So the personal oh, okay. planets are the ones that really like create our personality, right? So it's like right. the sun, the moon, Mars, Venus, Mercury are the yeah. personal planets. The other ones actually we call them transpersonal planets or, you know, between the, between the three of us, like God planets, trans yeah. because God. it's sort of like, the, so the, the inner planets are close to earth yeah. and they really help dictate the, our personalities and, and the seasons and the energy on earth at a given time. The outer planets the transpersonal planets are very far away from earth they're humongous and they actually are more generational markers they right. show powerful energy that is sort of moving through you and it it, it it does influence i mean your saturn is important your jupiter your neptune all of these planets your uranus are important within the context of your chart but it's less about like for example jessica in your chart yes you have your uranus in Scorpio in the third house. So one way you could look at this is like, you tell people that fucking hot fire, like you, you are, you're communicating with your community or getting messages for the people that you're in the grocery store near where it's like, this is going to sound crazy, but I'm getting like a a fucking download (laughs) message from Scorpio from the, from, from the other side, right? Dark, psychic, deep messages. But until you learn to like really cultivate that practice, I have a hard time looking at your chart, believing that you were actually like, I mean, I'll actually now looking at your chart, you might have been just a fucking little bitch when you were growing up too. Like <laughs> just saying fucking like just outrageous shit to people. I, I, I in service, in service. I sort of actually think, cause I'm looking at your whole chart now that like, that's part of your person, whether it was spirit or not, you might've just been like, um, it is too cold in here. I'm not doing math unless somebody turns the, you know, so you do have that sort of energy. Aquarius, you have an Aquarius moon and an Aries sun and a Virgo rising with, Saturn on your uh, ascendant. So like you are coming in here with serious shit to say that is going to be shit that no one wants to hear. Yeah. <laughs> so yay. Were you, like, were you that little bit? Pay me. <laughs> I you mean, were rowdy. You were rough. You were rowdy in that PR firm. You worked at whatever it was. You might have been like just having these like messages like coming out of fucking nowhere or like random shit. Where as an Aquarius moon, you don't have that like deeply, like it's, I want to applaud you. Like no emotional filter that would like the sensitive. coming out. Sorry, what'd you say, Natalie? Like she doesn't have like that emotional filter that would like stop that from coming out. She would just like fucking say. (laughs) No filter. No filter. No, that's not true though. Because your moon, so so actually it's interesting. Your Uranus is in your third house of Scorpio. Your sun, your Mercury are in your eighth house. That's the Scorpio house in Aries so actually you do hold back sometimes Mm. when it allows you to remain in control of the secrets Mm -hmm. you'll choose when to say the thing Mm -hmm. and you don't give a fuck about how anybody feels about it because your your moon in Aquarius on the one hand you care a lot about humanity and the world and the globe Mm -hmm. but you might not give an actual fuck about individual people (laughs) (laughs) I'm so honored to be the first guest because this bitch is not trying to chill actually (laughs) <laughs> I feel like that's so true Jess I like that I like that that's so like ac- accurate as they say like I love people but I want to be around them 
Yeah. No, she like yeah. is we are working for the. I, I feel that same way too. It's like I love pe- people. I love the people. Yeah. I don't love. I don't like people. Yeah. Right? yeah. But so so. But to answer your question. Okay, how might this affect your? You know, and you also have your wound. You have your Chiron in Taurus in the ninth house. So mm-hmm. what could this? Which look is like? an well, asteroid. It's a. It's a, actually a centaur, but yes, we put it in the asteroid category. Oh, okay. For TikTok, it's an asteroid, but it. it's, it's actually a centaur. You know, and centaurs are interesting because centaurs are actually like sort of uh, bridges between personal planets and outer planets. But it is. It's so deep and. And Chiron is that ancient wound. Actually, I was listening to your podcast last week. You guys were talking about how like you get your period during Chiron. I, that's another thing. Give me the research. I wonder, that's interesting. We were asking, we asked our guests, like, do yeah. you also get your period in well, the time say- that you have Chiron? Like we're asking our um, oh my God. listeners. Tell me yeah. when you can collect data. We will apply for research. <laughs> I'm gonna collect, I'm gonna, we're going to collect this data. We're going to see if it's associated. Because... Yeah. That's really interesting because during at the moon, we talk a lot about moon cycles and the periods. Also, I'm a new moon leader too. Eh. <laughs> but, um, it's like, it's, it's, but so anyway, so your wound, the Chiron is that ancient wound that on yeah. some level feels like it will never be healed. Yeah. And on the, at the same time, it becomes that wound that makes you, because you have to address it because there is such a deep wound there, you become the healer. You become the super healer of that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and because you have to do it. And it's interesting too, because you know, one might argue that Taurus represents fertility, that Taurus yeah. represents new life. I and think so. It's mm-hmm. the presence of the feminine and the masculine that creates this this you know third you know we, we actually have to merge with other scorpio to blend to create this thing but if your wound is in taurus in the ninth house like you're actually doing this higher level higher education work taking people to new places including space okay. <laughs> um and spirit but you're actually doing the work of healing what feels like whether it's in your own life or just in general like a fertility wound like a, mm-hmm. a, like a, a stuckness or a growth oh, yeah. And, and really in your chart, it's fascinating too, because that North node and Saturn in your first house in Virgo, you're kind of here specifically to solve this problem, Yeah, which is like, no, because Virgo wants, Virgo is the least woo-woo sign. Virgo is like, don't woo-woo me. <laughs> Give me the fucking playbook. Give me the yeah. rules. Yeah. Rules, rules function. Did I do it right? Give me yes. a medal. Right. I will stay out later if I'm the only one that's able to do this harvest perfectly. Just make sure you tell me that the harvest was done perfectly. Yeah. Right? It's sort of the, the, the workhorse, the organizer, the, the devotional, the devotion to spirit that you do every day on earth regularly in order to create like new harvest, new crops. Yeah. So you're really writing the rule book for, and it's also, it's, it's the harvest fertility. Yeah. So you're really here actually to do that writing of the occult rule book on how to actually functionally uh, work with what feels like resource fertility or, and Taurus issues. So yeah. I think for you, this whole eclipse cycle is going to be massively big, like huge for your business and huge for your, your public persona. I feel like if possible, I could see this being the kind of thing where it's like, like, okay, like this is how things work too. Aquarius, Saturn is still in Aquarius. So, and it's at the bending of the nodes actually where wherever Aquarius is in your chart is where you need to do some work that's going to actually facilitate an easier time moving the future versus the past. So for you, okay, Molly, my co-host at Space Trash, she is, uh, she's in the UK. She had, a, she actually just quit, left for a different job, but she was the Us Weekly Royals correspondent, whatever. It's, it. somebody could 
listen to our podcast. We also talk about you all the time. And you talk to Molly. Oh yeah, you talk to Molly. Yeah, I Every do. Time, I'm like, the babies are banging down the door. Don't you fucking <laughs> act stupid. Okay, but, or, or welcome the baby. But it's like so, somebody that was a Royals fan of hers may have listened to your podcast now because they listen to our podcast, which will link to your podcast. And then okay. somebody's like, hello, Jessica, it's me. <laughs> it's me, Melville from the palace. We want you to come be... <laughs> the palace spirit baby for the queen she's about to die can you do that work as well right so there might be like a deepening of the work that you're able to do and a some a ninth house there could be something that takes you somewhere that brings you on an adventure or that just like expands your so it's not just maybe birth maybe it's also death maybe it's yeah. also um maybe it's also like uh community centers or just something where you're actually doing higher level higher education work in that, that that brings you to the world in a whole different way um that's what this eclipse cycle is going to show you the other thing for you that's really interesting is that uranus is you're having a uranus return return Ooh. so we, we talk a lot about the saturn return yeah but there's lots of returns and there's lots of oppositions so not sorry you're not having your uranus return you're having a uranus opposition so it's almost like the new moon during this eclipse is going to be shooting down lightning bolts that are actually going to be uh, where usually you have the lightning bolts shooting from your third house. Now there's going to be an occult of, you know, there's going to be nothing really seen in the area of Scorpio, but only felt. So you're going to get mm. these lightning bolts from your ninth house, from the world, from the public. You might hear something, you might meet someone or, or be asked to go somewhere. And you might be like, I'm not getting any downloads. And then it's like, shut the fuck up, bitch. You're going to get some downloads that maybe aren't the usual kind of downloads that you get. But then when you have those two lightning bolts coming together and then making it a big, this lights up the whole sky when it's right. So it might be like, oh shit, this is not the way I usually receive messages or this is not yeah. the way that I mm. am used to. Because you're, even though you're doing some real weird shit. I <laughs> love it. Right, right. I know when a download Thank comes. You. Yeah, right. I love that. I love, this is like, it's confirming a lot for me. I think, I feel like you bring the chart to life a lot. Mm -hmm. And it just, it makes me like feel fun that I chose that chart, you know, oh, like, you know what I mean? Well, it's almost like your chart is it's simultaneously so serious and so detached and so fun because <laughs> it's like, me. it's like literally like, like work hard, play hard is your chart. Yeah. yeah. It is work hard, play hard. And yet you need, it is fun. And the truth is like for a lot of people that have Saturn in Virgo, that work is hard, but because you're a, a Virgo rising and a North node in Virgo, when you embrace the work, like actually you might've fucking hated, but been good at working corporate. Yeah. The part I was. did well, I but hated you were it. like yeah. doing affirmations in the car on the way to work. Like you were fucking <laughs> Annette Benning in beautiful like American beauty, right? You're, I am a good salesperson. <laughs> I am a good salesperson. Right. And you looked perfect, you look, but, but it might've been a challenge. Whereas when you really realize what your work is, which usually is indicated by Chiron, mm. you really realize where your work as a healer is for you, because it's, it's really, you've had to be doing all the homework anyway, even if you didn't know what the fuck you were talking about. Now, at least you don't know what you're talking about. No one else knows what you're talking about. So you can go, I'm going to tell you what we're talking about. And yeah. then doing that work, that front facing worker is, is your work is fun. Yeah, it is. It's so fun. And just think things, things that you're saying, like when I got my download of why I'm doing this work, like I was in a garden, right. And I'm very like tourist season oh about gardens coming up. And just, as you're saying these things, I'm seeing it all hey, come together. Hey, nipple. Nipple. <laughs> you have the chills. I get, I get, when it goes hard. to the nipples, it's hardcore. 
well, that's very magical then because no, being in a garden is so, it's like, I mean, and that's, I think what's also fun about astrology in general, when yeah. you can see yourself as this like player in, yeah. this theater, in this theater of earth and the cosmos are kind of actually like, what's my motivation? What's, yeah. <laughs> there's just so much, um, you know, dramatic metaphor. I mean, it's like, it's, it is comical. And that's something yeah. that you actually helped me to affirm during our reading where it's like, you don't have to do comedy the way other people do it. You see mm. the comedy in the divine poetry. Ooh, that gives me chills. <laughs> and it, it was, I was like, great. I'm not working hard at this anymore. Shit. I'm off the hook. That's granted. I'm staying home. I'm staying with the two legs. Looking, count me out. <laughs> but it was because, because when you said that, I was like, yeah, that is true. Like I find such pleasure in discovering the divine synchronicities. Yeah. And then when you connect it to the chart, it's like, <laughs> you know, it, it brings like a whole new meant to be. It's uh, like an astrology orgasm. It is. It literally, no, it's like a cosmic like, whole body. It 100% is. And so for you, even in during, if you, it, you know, you don't want to manifest during eclipses, but you do want to help yourself, everybody, because the North Node is in Taurus, like yeah. garden work, grounding work, putting your feet on the earth, pointing a pussy towards the sky, get a little sun <laughs> there, right? Like little things like that will actually help us to receive those downloads. I don't think it's a coincidence that that's when you got your download, because that's actually where you might've been like, I can grow flowers, but I can't grow up person sucks yeah, yeah that's what I was asking spirit I was like why why what's going on here yeah and I was like oh because your queue is full of other people's babies you need to <laughs> fucking start telling everybody what's what so that you have a shot at yes. hearing what's what for you yes very very mm -hmm. true oh gosh so I mean I could go on and on but that's so to answer your question if anybody has personal and we'll do you next now but if anybody <laughs> has personal planets or or the angles or the houses like okay also because your, your sun and your Mercury are in the eighth house in Aries. This might be a time, I mean, yeah, in the eighth house, Scorpio house, you know, your North node, the, the fate of the collective in Taurus. Well, in your chart, that's Libra. That's your bank account. Yeah. You know, you might want to start just writing more of your secrets mm. and your process, mm -hmm. the things that you think, well, if everybody knows how to do it, then I'll be out of fucking job. It's like, no, bitch. Then you'll be, just, you know, president of the of the. You should be rich. <laughs> We're gonna do merch. We're just gonna have a streetwear brand. Okay? Yeah. So it's like it's not you're not losing anything by, but yeah. it's, it's like so for you to if you want to actively use the energy, working to connect with more people more often in a way that maybe because if you tried the flip side of the Taurus is the Scorpio. Yeah. So wherever Scorpio is in your chart, for you, it's like how you relate to your community and give them messages. For you, it's it's your ego, your identity, your personality, how you say what to who and what you actually intuitively know and what mm. you choose when to tell because it makes you more or less powerful. <laughs> and, you know, and then in your, in your, um, like the way that it naturally falls just within the houses, it's your ego and it's how you connect to others. So yeah. in both cases, this whole cycle for you and, and for everybody, you want to look at where the planets are, where your personal planets where and where the houses are in your chart you want to really think about where the, the energy is asking you mm. to go bigger, like to share more. You're, you're abundant. You are. And I think this is also an interesting piece too, where we're talking about resources. Mm -hmm. Like you're a resource. Mm -hmm. You're you a are. natural resource. Yeah. So how can we actually like, you know, share and sell you more uh, and, and in a more equitable way for everybody? Yes. That's really what I think this, the long-term effect of this cycle will be for you. But, you Love know, and even if you're like, but I don't have any plants in 
Taurus. I don't have any planets in Scorpio. I don't even have planets in the second or eighth house. What do you do? It's all good. Whatever, yeah. wherever Taurus and Scorpio fall in your chart in terms of the houses and wherever the second and the eighth house are in your chart, they're also it's sort of the second layer of it, but it's a light effect. But wherever Taurus and Scorpio are, that's just showing you where, where Taurus is, there's going to be faded new life being born, new, like a total revolution of mm -hmm. the way that that is operating in your mm -hmm. life. And then in the Scorpio area, it's just going to be like a, it's basically just like the drain. It's like, don't like catch the earring backs that fall, but otherwise let that shit go. <laughs> drain all the things, all the water, Scorpio, that you've been intensely holding onto or the secrets or the control or the power. Mm. You know, it is, Scorpio is really the dark side of the feminine. Yeah. So, you know, Jessica's getting messages in the third house coming directly from the dark side of the feminine. And then she's keeping all her airy shit secret because of the dark side of the feminine. It's like, well, actually, maybe if the feminine felt a little more safe. Yeah. Um, or was a little more integrated, we wouldn't need to have such like a stronghold on even like our money. I mean, that is going to be in America. And I think money. Yeah. like the fact that there's billionaires and, and the amount of billionaires and the amount of homeless people, I mean, don't, yeah, I, I could, it's a real, yeah, it's a, not even a pain point for me, but it's like, <laughs> it's part of what I came here to like, yeah, like I will Joel Osteen about money, but it's like, like you guys are hoarders. Like the really rich people. Like no other way to word it. Yeah. Put them on TLC. Why are you hoarding all the money? <laughs> yeah. It'd be a great show. What's wrong with you? I you would watch you that. Can help? You don't think you can help? Let me show you all the ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let me count the ways. Because it's like, why do you, because the, 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 the idea that we would need it's funny because I fight with people all the time about having a savings account. I don't have a savings account. If I have $40, I have $40. If I, I'm not yeah. saying long-term, this is going to be like, I don't, I don't hope I, you know, this is part of why I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to have kids, but it's like, but, but I think part of what I've learned in my life is that, and I think this is what the Taurus Scorpio cycle is going to ask us to address is like the things that we like allow to like make us feel safe mm. is you're not, you could have all the money in the world and you're not safe. Yeah. And you could have no money and be safe. And security yeah. is an inner job and security is a feeling. And mm. while, yes, we should, I, I told you, I should technically be making more money and having more money and all of that. Jessica pointed it out to me though. This means <laughs> she said it was my existential kink to stay poor because I have to, because I have to create miracles and I've never relate that. Okay. No, nothing it. has ever been more true. I'm like, yeah, that actually is. The that, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because <laughs> you can get calling your daddies and you're it just, it's kind of, it, you get a kick out of it. Like, well, look I, what I fucking did. I fucking love miracles. Yeah. I fucking love miracles. Yeah. And, but it's like sometimes the only way that you can actually even acknowledge a miracle is having nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I've, you know, I'm on my personal life. I would love to find a balance of having something, you know, <laughs> so that I'm not like, oh, a free subway. Oh my God. Thank God. You know, but um, Sky Daddy. I, I have everything I need. My needs are always being met. Like, and it's a foot long. But yeah, if anything, it's not, a, yeah, I'm not getting a six inch from the universe. I'm getting a foot long. <laughs> right. Five right. matters, Jessica. Okay. Let's hope <laughs> we get a foot long from the universe. <laughs> and, and one for a friend and one for yeah. a friend. Yeah, you're good. But it's like, it's like, there's a real sickness with the economy. I mean, it, even like the economy being a field of study, the economy, economics is nothing but like a cultish, 
like propaganda, like here's how economics work. It's like, according to the money you invented. You made it up, yeah. So that you can keep more. Mm -hmm. You made it up, it's all a lie. You made it up. Yeah. (laughs) So if that can be made up, and I'm not saying that I have any solutions, I certainly do not, but I definitely know what I can contribute to um, to the conversation, which is really maybe just to facilitate conversation and creative brainstorming. That's why I do with people all day, every day. Because mm-hmm. if the men, if the, if the small dick white guys can come up with a whole system that excludes others and makes us powerful nation, there's no doubt that the feminine can come up with a solution that is equally powerful and perhaps not as damaging as we tend to do. Exactly. That's right. Sun, for it. Our sun-drenched pussies. We're waiting for it. <laughs> yeah, put your yanni in the sun with the eclipse and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Get fucked before and after. <laughs> but during the eclipse, you know, during the eclipse, you want to just be careful because while it is the eclipse, if you put your pussy in the air while the while the moon is eclipsing the sun, who knows what kind of I mean, actually, it could be a good thing. It's, well, that's the whole thing, too. There's no good or bad. I mean, yeah. we don't live in the ancient times anymore where it's like, oh no, it's dark times. <laughs> it's dark times again. <laughs> This happened last year. You know, get the like, cows. Get the cows. Right, right. Like this isn't like the dark time. Someone's going to break into your house because there's no light for a minute. But it, but it is, um, you know, it is interesting. I mean, if I could give anybody advice, like you can go on astroseek.com. There's a lot of sites. Check it out. Go look back at the dates of the last two or three eclipse cycles. Notice, just in reflecting, wow, this whole storyline changed and it was in this area of my chart. Mm. Oh, this whole storyline changed. And it was, you know, it's fascinating. I would bet you a million percent that none of the things that that really changed during that time were necessarily on your to-do list. Yeah. But there were things that were not, so that's why people are like, I'm scared. I'm scared. It's like something to be scared of. Yeah. It's actually, thank God there's stuff we don't know. Ooh, mm-hmm. yeah. Thank God for change too. My goodness. Right. Yeah. And yeah. How, how, and that's, thank God for change. And what Scorpio doesn't want is change. Mm-hmm. Scorpio, unless it's transforming in my way with what you gave me for the better so that I can keep keeping. Scorpio is like, no, I know how it is now. I can control this. I can manage this. So this is where there is going to be a lot of like, sort of, I think like geopolitical and social unrest because nobody that has a lot of money is like, yeah, this is a problem. It's the people that don't that are like, hey, <laughs> it's a problem. problem. <laughs> you know, so Need some of that money. <laughs> right. And so it's going to be interesting because, you know, the North Node in Taurus for the next two years is going to drain, as, as they say, and I, don't, I think it might have been a Trump slogan. So really drain the swamp. hilarious. Drain the swamp. Yeah. This is, that's, what the, that's what the next is drain the swamp. But like, you know, including you guys, you know, it's like, <laughs> Yeah, it's not all us. part of the swamp it, it, it drain the swamp within you mm. I love that you say that Scorpios don't like change I feel like I just never associated that with the sign but it makes me understand my wife a lot better she's got a Scorpio moon and her favorite word is no oh yeah. <laughs> it just makes a lot of sense oh now. Now, and, and it's ironic too because Scorpios hypothetically should live for change it is right. the sign of transformation they but, burn it down. yeah but change is different than transformation say more 1000 that's exactly where i was going yeah say more mm-hmm. change can sometimes be unexpected unplanned transformation i think you are in control of it mm. and you're like i am here for this i need this 
I'm, there's a willingness to it. There's an unexpectedness to change that I think fucks everybody up with change, but transformation. It's like, it's almost like so big. It's like a mega change. You can't stop it. So you have to embrace it. Whereas little changes, you're like, why don't they have my fucking almond milk today? Fucking, I don't want this in my coffee. (laughs) I hate Starbucks. Fuck you. Fuck Starbucks and fuck all the fucking billionaire, Mr. Starbucks. But thank you to all the workers. And I love mobile. I love my mobile app, but that's exactly right. And I think that like where Scorpio rules transformation as the conduit of transformation, you want to keep all the tools so that you can facilitate transformation at large and at small, Mm. but no Scorpio doesn't want change. And Scorpio, both Scorpio and Taurus are highly stubborn signs. They're stubborn. They Taurus wants to do things their way. Mm -hmm. Scorpio wants to keep their thing (laughs) so that they can transform as needed. That's Mm. so funny. So if you have a wife that's saying no all the time because she's, it's because like she has an idea of how it's going to go. She's actually playing it out. You're actually in her show. (laughs) Yeah. Well, she's a Leo rising. So I know I'm in her show. (laughs) Oh, well, I mean, yeah, we have a, your chart, we'll have to to read your shit, but it's like (laughs) the thing too about Scorpio. I always feel like people form with Scorpio moves. Did you say she's also a Libra rising? Leo rising. Leo rising. It's so great. (laughs) Well, well, that's, that's a fun chart actually. But, I'm in love with it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's a, that's a very passionate, passionate, yeah. exciting chart. But I always say that people with moons in Scorpios, again, give me the data. Are you guys dead? I think that people <laughs> with moons in Scorpio have like one foot in this life and mm-hmm. one foot in like past life vengeance. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Where like, because we think of Scorpio moons, it's like, they don't share how they feel. They don't share how they feel. But then when they do, it's like in some like <laughs> explosive way. Like, yeah, yeah. Like violent. Yeah. I will get mine. <laughs> don't betray me. You yeah. Know? Like Scorpio moons be walking around feeling like they're getting betrayed all the damn time. <laughs> yeah. And that's why they're so protective because it's like, yo. But then from the outside, we're like, yeah, dude, like you're the one creating this whole thing. But that intensity, it's like, you know, your moon is your soul. Your moon is the closest part of like who you really are mm-hmm. here on earth. And so, um, and I mean, I, I have an eighth house, you know, Jessica has an eighth house sun Mercury. I have an eighth house moon Mars. So we're not Scorpios. Ooh. We don't mm-hmm. have we're not, but we are, we're doing that. You're doing that Aries work. I'm doing that Capricorn work. We're leaders of the new earth in Mm -hmm. a very behind closed doors, witchy, Mm -hmm. how can we manipulate this way? (laughs) You know? So that's what it is. But, but the reason that we have that is because I mean, what is Scorpio? It's, it's karma. It's, it's shit that's been, you've inherited the eighth house. You've inherited Scorpio and now it's yours to figure out what to do with it. And because we're all so insecure, because of what we've been taught, we've been told that you're going to age out of being viable. Right. Well, baby making, you better wish, you wish the minute that you can't make babies or do a lot of work during the day and you can't make us a profit, you're fucked. So you better fucking save for savings. And that's why I will mm-hmm. not, I am not going to plan for my retirement. I'm not planning. If I die tomorrow, <laughs> I would rather have everything. I would rather have my latte. I refuse. Yeah. And your foot long. And, and, and two. Two foot long. Double TV. up. Yeah lunch and dinner yeah fuck the patriarchy yeah <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> um i don't know if that answered your question Natalie, you want to kind your of <laughs> it did it did answer yeah sure i got chiron in the eighth house so okay let me let me make sure you, you can cut this part out though but let me make sure your birth info was correct because actually i don't have chiron in your eighth house so oh do, are you looking at the i oh, use whole signs. It is. yeah it'll oh, be right, okay so if you were doing whole sign mm-hmm either works um 
you know, but, um, you tell me, you tell me what you see. I mean, yeah, all the houses and like, and eclipses too. Sometimes you do want to, I mean, for Jessica's chart, she's a three degree rising. So it might as well be a whole sign chart. Um, yours is that is you're a late degree sad rising. So it it will change significantly like whole sign or placidus. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, do you want me to look whole sign or placidus? Do you, you, you care? Whatever you get, no, whatever you feel. I'll do placid just because I just did Jessica. But like, yeah. you know, if you use the code no normal, <laughs> 50% off, I'll, we'll do all, we'll do it all. Love it. Yes. Okay, so for you, um, what planets do you have in Scorpio? Well, you have, oh, this is fun. Pluto. Okay, this is big for you. Yeah, so you have your, um, of course, your wife's a Scorpio moon. Of course, you she have is. your Pluto, your Juno, the, the planet of marriage or the asteroid that mm-hmm. represents marriage and committed partnership long term. And Lilith, your fucking naughty, fucking, <laughs> fucking naughty, naughty, angry, dark side, <laughs> all in Scorpio in the 11th house. So, where are you going to do occult work? Broadcast. <laughs> I love and it. you have your Venus mm-hmm. in. Taurus Venus is so happy in Taurus mm-hmm. you have had so uh, Tauruses aren't evil money might be but Tauruses aren't evil but you have your Venus in the home sign of Taurus in the fifth house so I actually think for you just in general like when it comes to like love making and like partnership on the one-on-one making sure making sure it's fun and makes money that's like sort of your jam mm-hmm. of course you're the one that wrote the bios I did write the bio. Of course. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to do mine after this. I'll trade you. Okay. <laughs> but it's like, you wrote the bios. You collaborate really well when it comes to one person. And when it's your job on the day-to-day to do that work that is creative, but also long-term sustainable, you get to do your, it's like you, you're getting like permission to use your Gemini. And what's cool about your Gemini. So then you have Gemini, depending on which house system you're looking at the where i'm looking it's in the sixth house you have your mercury your sun and your palace athena the strategist the feminine strategist in gemini mm-hmm. so it's almost like the, the last two years when the north node was in gemini you were getting a real sense of like oh this is what i'm supposed to do every day and this is the language to use to describe it and i'm going to do it in my community to start and then i'm now the nodes have shifted and now i'm going to do it really intimately with one or two people and i'm going to broadcast at 11th house that's how mm-hmm. the nodes work you were going through what you the last two years you had to let go of a lot of south node sagittarius so whole sign it would change your identity but mm-hmm. in Placidus, it's it's changing your your psychic makeup so as to change your identity so mm. as to change what you do devotionally every day mm-hmm. to, to do your service to the world part of what you're here to do is create a more sustainable future what's lucky for you guys as a pair is like both sad risings and virgo risings mm-hmm. you guys could just say whatever <laughs> we do <laughs> like experts <laughs> People are going to feel like that all the time. You need to have like a disclaimer like this. I, I feel like I need to do, sometimes I order reading and I'm like, this is entertainment purposes only. And I'm like, am I going to get sued? Should do I just say that? That's why I'm like, I just say comedy and hopefully that like covers it. But it's covers like, it. So people were believing what you two are saying. If you say anything with authority, people will believe it. If so yeah. be careful. You can't help but say everything with authority. Right? Yeah. You can't help it. It is, so. you, you just, you're saying it and it's like, wow, which knows? So- <laughs> So you had to actually check yourself a little bit the last eclipse cycle because you were like, damn, I actually am aware of my power and I don't know if I'm like really being responsible for the words I'm using, who I'm using them with. And like, 
how I'm actually accessing how spiritual I really am mm-hmm. with my like devotional practices. And I think what's, what's really exciting is, okay, remember, I know this has been a journey, but remember, I just said that there's this powerful illumination happening yeah. once every 166 years do Jupiter and Neptune align in the sign yeah. Pisces. Now for this eclipse, we're going to have Mars and Venus there. It happened at 23 degrees Pisces. Where's your motherfucking moon? Fucking moon. 22 degrees Pisces. <laughs> what does that mean? Like, what does that mean though? I keep saying that this year's like year of tears. Is that because Jupiter's in Pisces? Okay. I sweatshirt number two. Yeah. <laughs> year of tears. Make it's it year of tears. Work. Make it yeah. March. Make it March. <laughs> yes, I love well, you. First Sarah. of all, your life, your life is year of tears. Okay. Oh, good. Years okay, of tears. That's part of your like psychic gift. You know, your moon will always show you where on a soul level you just have like some psychic like power, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Jessica's moon in Aquarius she just like literally walks down the street and hears everyone's thoughts and she just like it's like oh yeah. my god and then she hears their dead baby's thoughts and they're fucking <laughs> the miscarried baby's thoughts and the fucking fetus thoughts and it's just like god damn god damn I gotta go home and do my own witch work because I'm sick I'm fucking going behind closed doors like, like your jam for you you are not psychic well I mean Gemini is psychic by in an air way too but for you that moon in the third house in Pisces you feel and it's and sometimes we talk about like water signs as I feel I sort of think that fire signs might be more I feel because mm-hmm. it's like the passion it's the whatever which you have a lot of but mm-hmm. Pisces is I guess I what I mean more is like I intuit like mm-hmm. I, I you know your moon in the third house in Pisces means that you can be like in a room with people and the way that Jessica's like okay there is a spirit baby knocking at the door yeah trying to tell you to blah, blah, blah. you're like something feels wrong Mm. something's going on yeah and then that gemini sun mercury can investigate and go hey is there something wrong i care Mm -hmm. yeah and then based on what they say you then you might see visions more than you get like like jessica's getting downloads yeah we're getting visions of Mm -hmm. of and and you have you know moon in pisces and what does it mean right now you have like access to the Akashic records. Like you have access to third house, the, the local community, the reading, learning, understanding. Mm-hmm. You are here to re, to help us. Like Jessica's here to like write the rule book <laughs> for like intermingling between worlds. Or whatever. That makes me so happy, by the so, way. Okay. So you're in charge. Jessica's class president. Just in charge. <laughs> you're like the VP where you're like, okay, so she's going to handle that overarching conversation. I'm going to actually like work with the community um, in a way that is actually changing our stories and changing the way that we're like, the way that we're relating to each other and ourselves. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and moon and Pisces can be, in the third house can be very painful. Why is it the year of tears? Well, aside from the um, war and the plague yeah. and the general feeling, uh, the, the low grade depression that even the happiest people are operating on top of, which you feel, I feel it. everyone also mm-hmm. is like if this if you're crying every day I mean if, if anything you might you might just want to say to yourself as you're crying like this is for this is for homeless Harriet <laughs> this is for this Barry for, at the grocery store this is for everybody I've this ever is met. for my aunt I'll cry for you <laughs> because it might not be all yours like I feel mm, that yeah it's not yours you're just doing you you feel people so hardcore that you just have to let it go 
Mm. But what's really good is that, you know, what, what can we say? This eclipse cycle, if you're feeling it, first of all, you got to feel it to heal it. Okay. Correct. Second of all, what do we, how do we heal Mother Earth, Gaia, and Taurus? The tears, the, the tears, tears of our human selves <laughs> who walk the earth and bring us into new earth. Right. <laughs> so I think that um, for you, this eclipse, if I was going to guess, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I feel like this eclipse is really about you. Um, it's it, you guys are great partners because it's sort of the same thing like and doing it together is really going to work where i think for you it's basically going what is holding you back oh you can write bios for people that don't have jobs that exist i bet you could do a lot of fucking things I bet I you, could, do. you could you you should blow this podcast up like there's part there's a part of your psyche scorpio 11 there's a part of you i would ask yourself is there a part of you that doesn't want this to blow up not even a little bit i'm like i feel like i'm here for it that last eclipse cycle, I like quit nursing. I was a nurse for 10 years to like take this full time. So so then even that, then what the South Node eclipse in your 11th house could do is mm-hmm. basically remove any residual, even other people's stuff. Like what they, they're, they're isn't she a nurse? She's serious. Mm. She she went to school, you Incredible. know, like, <laughs> like or, or, or just like, um wow, Natalie, like your podcast wasn't what I thought it was going to be, you know, or whatever. Like there's, there's, there's a, there is a drainage happening mm-hmm. in your- even for you too, there might be groups that you have to let go of or mm. um, things that you're involved in that just don't, if you're still in the Nursing Association of America, you can cancel that membership. Like, I'm out, I'm you out. Need to stay in that. <laughs> not or, in there. Or maybe there's new groups that are coming to you that you would have to be a little bit more vulnerable. Okay, like it's one thing to have a cool podcast with your girlfriend and to be doing all this psychic work, but like, would you join, uh, you know, the I'm just making shit up, but like, you know, the, the <laughs> official board of tarot readers of America or whatever. It's like, there's, there's, there's societal things that are coming to you that are going to ask mm. you to change the groups that you're in and the way that you're doing broadcast. Mm-hmm. Because if you do that fifth house, North node, Venus work, <laughs> like every time that you do any kind of like sex, and I don't mean sex, like what you, what we're, we're having it this is a throuple now we're having a threesome <laughs> any creative exchange of energy is um is sexual or is erotic in nature mm-hmm. and if you're like oh yeah like i like like if, if jessica's like the spirit baby like reader you're like the spirit baby maker thank god you have <laughs> thank god you're gay like if you didn't have a wife i'd be like damn bitch you gotta start popping these babies out like bunnies right but you want to be popping out the like your creative life is going to explode like with, with integrated awareness. And I think taking more seriously, some of the things that you um, maybe don't always, how do I put it? Like there might be in like, Jessica's like, it's my job to tell you that your fetus is talking to me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That should cry. That should cry your moon in Pisces and your sun in Gemini, you don't want to say stuff that's that. Jessica can say the crazy stuff. Yeah. Because you're very aware of people's, of just people's on earth reality. Yeah. You know, that's why you're probably good at writing copy because you're like, I even, the yes, no holds barred, be yourself, but also you happen to be the Gemini strategist. Yeah. (laughs) So you kind of are always, checking yourself a little bit and just how to phrase something or what to say or sometimes you might be having feelings and really thinking that it's about you or that something you couldn't share or whatever when really it is about you but it's not about you it's about something that you needed to know Mm -hmm. if you can you can take all the feelings that you feel from others and go wait a second 
this is mm. business. Your North node is in Aquarius in the second house. It is your responsibility to take all those Leo feelings that you get from other people, like it's currency and turn it into something that sustains second house Taurus uh, Aquarius build your life right now. Mm-hmm. I will bet you your bank account hurting. You might be having, it's a not little great bit- right now. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's not great. Yeah, I know. I know. Right Saturn is sitting there on your North node mm. with your second house going, oh yeah, you can, you can be your own business owner. You can, you're, you're going to build your own business. Oh, you're going to have fat stacks of cash. Okay. Sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I think what this eclipse season is asking you to do is basically let, I mean, even that 11th house too, the ideas that you have, even though you know that you can and you mm-hmm. will, and we're going to do affirmations. Yeah. 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 I'll make but it also Try it like when you do now, you know, like there's a sense of like, I would like to have money, right? Yeah, so I think you, when you're in your cry, when you're feeling the feelings of all the people, actually getting a little bit like clinical with it and going, okay, wait a second, okay, nurse, oh, oh my god, do a little intake form for every person you interact with. What is the pain? If you can identify pain specifically in everyone, that's how you build your business. Heck yeah, I do that. You do that, yeah, Mm -hmm. then keep doing it, do it more put yourself out there more, 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 bigger, more out there because the work that you do intimately with each person mm-hmm. because you understand their pain point. Mm. And I also think for you with this North node in uh, Taurus with your Venus and then your North node in Aquarius with Saturn in, in your second house, the Taurus house, mm-hmm. kind of like how Jessica's doing the like, this is how we do it. <laughs> yeah. of like, we're going to talk to Debbie Bull. Yeah. You're, or the unborn, different. Yeah. More, more like there need to be systems for healers. There needs to be systems for like, if there was a, and, and now I'm like, oh, I got to get you into the moon because that's sort of part of what I have always thought, which is like, oh yeah, like there's no marketplace. There's no there, mm-hmm. there, there's no bar yeah. sports or there's mm-hmm. no hub for like, you want a nurse, you go to a hospital, you go to the doctor, right. that's easy. You go, you want a psychic, you want to talk to your unborn child, where the fuck are you supposed to go? Google. Right. So, yeah. Right. So perhaps for you, the, the thing that might come out of this is you might just get some like genius idea. And I don't even want to put some, I don't know, but you might get some genius idea about how the work that we're all doing as little like plebs on earth can actually like figure out how to make it a system that works better for everyone where then you become the, the greedy billionaire. <laughs> I, I, I promise that that won't happen, but says that but just a billionaire no greed no greed that's a shirt too you guys are speaking in merch (laughs) that's a billionaire comma no greed is so funny (laughs) i love that i've actually like thought about creating like um wellness that i had a vision vision, uh of like wellness center franchises that like it's like a co-op so it makes it more accessible with a bunch of like healers and stuff like that but you know it's like that's it's, like exactly oh, what i want no i want the moonual to be like the soho house with pools all across yeah. the land yes and we're gonna talk about it later because that is it. the vision that mm-hmm. is the work and really like yeah think more before i poison your brain with my my dumb ideas <laughs> journal on that like just just get curious like what would just like play with it a little bit like it's like play to like what would what if what colors would the walls be it's fucking what, outlined i'm telling you, you know? it's outlined <laughs> That's the work then. Then it's that's what sitting. you're doing. Then yeah, take yeah. it. Okay, it's not just sitting. Maybe it'll it'll grow its own fuck. You don't have to do anything. But maybe, just maybe, during this eclipse season, it'll grow its own fucking legs. Or Love someone it. will be like, oh my God, I'm so annoyed. I have this property that was given to me and like, I don't even know what to do with it. And you're like, oh, I know, I'll make it my own. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my plan. Of- 
healing and i think that's why first location it's like who knows that's what can be mm-hmm. you know what does scorpio represent real estate other mm. people's oh money. really mm-hmm. oh yeah represent like land mm. and earth so really working with the land and the earth in conscious sustainable ways which includes probably rethinking how we do real estate which ultimately is <gasps> on earth it's yes. what the war is about. This isn't World War Three. This is the yeah. third part of the same fucking war. Mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> resources it is about resources. Yeah. Yeah. No, resources yeah. and land and land. ownership. Yep. Scorpio is ownership. Like Taurus is what's mine, but Scorpio is what was yours and now it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> That's a t-shirt. <laughs> we are fucking, no, we're doing, I have a, my podcast, Space trash. Space trash. There's tons of merch. But I've been doing just like collabs whenever like something like this, like I'm going to put those three shirts online. That's you can probably design them better than I can, but I'll try and we'll put them online. And if anybody wants to buy them, they can go to the store. Uh, and that will be a Space Trash X No Normal collab. Yes. Just like yes. Fenty and Rihanna. And- <laughs> we're, we're Rihanna. And Rihanna's a Pisces. I need so. to go there. So. Okay. And she's pregnant. I know. Love that well, so is Natalie with wellness centers across the globe. <laughs> Yes. So good. You love that. Have your baby. And you're going to have to die. And I really look forward to seeing how this plays out. But do you have any other questions? I don't know if I answered your questions or was. That was so, no, that was very, lots of information about the eclipses, which is what I think we really wanted to talk about. But yeah. um, About you. Or did yeah. I miss anything about the eclipses? Fuck me, but did I no. miss anything? No, that was actually yeah. really good. And and through the lens of our charts, that's fun for us to know. And so fun. Like, and I'm an Aries. I'm like, tell me more about me. <laughs> First, when well, you come and compliment me. And then- I will say this, for both of you, Aries, um, you know, Chiron is, has been in Aries and is in Aries now. So for you, Jessica, there is like, and it might start feeling, it might, as, as Chiron moves, it might be like, ouch, but then ultimately it's like, fuck yeah. Like you're really healing your sense of like, yeah, this is who the fuck I am. Yeah. yeah I, I do talk to fetus. Yeah. I do talk to <laughs> the unborn. And you know what? I don't even know that. I couldn't see being a death doula. I don't know why, but yeah, that's, that's one piece. And then, and then, um, for you, you know, Natalie, you're Mars and your IC, the IKKKKC that you live there, <laughs> bottom of your chart are both in Aries. And so for you, you're getting a healing of like actually the work that you're here to do on earth, which does start from and stem from the home and really making sure that life on this planet caters. You're here to like be a warrior for like, actually I'm catering to me. Be the nurse. <laughs> if you're the nurse for your home and the nurse for your life, that's all you, that, yeah, like you're getting empowered. Like, oh no, I don't need to like, work at an institution in order to get paid to help people. I can do yes. it at my house and I'm going to create a new institution because that actually, the healthcare is sick care. Sucks. Yeah. Ooh, it sucks. There is no healthcare. There is yeah. not. It's poorly named. It does, they don't want you to be healthy. No, they actually yeah. bank on you not being healthy. Yeah. Yeah. That is part of like money, real estate, health, wellness. All of this is what the this eclipse cycle is about. Like, okay, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Are we, because I think North Node and Gemini brought us all into our communities in a hilariously specific way. Yes. Where do you live? What house are you not leaving? And is there enough toilet paper? Go go <laughs> freak out and get your neighbors put a bin toilet paper because you need more toilet paper, right? So we're all very focused on the community and, and the language we're using and, you know, and understanding each other and who we're with. And now that it's in Taurus, it's like, okay, but then how do we like actually, and now we have all this toilet paper. Yeah. It's a, it's a resource. It's a new resource. It's a, literally. 
what are we going to do with it? How do we distribute this fairly? How, or do we keep it for myself? Do I just start, you know, this is the time to do the diet pills, get laxatives, you know? <laughs> Not sure. sure. Really excited to see what comes up for people with this. <laughs> yeah. It comes Let out. us know. Go get your chart read by Sarah so you can get a fucking exciting download like this. Yeah. Okay. Tell everybody where they can find you. And I know you yes. set up a code. So yeah. you can find me at, I think like the easiest place, although I know it's like kind of like passe now, I guess I'm aging myself, but Instagram is Same. the easiest for me right now. So you can find me at Instagram at Sarah Armour, S-A-R-A-A-R-M-O-U-R and on Instagram at the moon you will, uh, you will find both there will be links in bio the link tree there will lead you to anything you want readings space trash podcast um tickets merch. to the Google, merch, merch tons and tons and tons of merch <laughs> coming soon we have no 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 normal merch coming love it um and i can't wait for that collab and um then yeah if you want to book a reading um and i did it for my packages too i put i just made a code no normal and if you go to the book a reading tab on my link tree just use the code no normal and there will be no normal price for you, bitch. <laughs> I love it. We'll put it, I, I will link it in the show notes. I will. So generous, Sarah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank just you with Sorry your energy. Screamed at you for it. No, we loved it. I loved it. I I'm loved just like, it. I mean, I'm like having to like, I want to be able to talk like that, you know, like oh, your moon, you're this, you're that. So it's just very encouraging for me to see somebody speak with such authority and excitement and understanding all the parts. So I'm, well, I'm getting if there. It makes you feel any better. I would love to be able to like talk to Rodney Dangerfield and <laughs> And on and and things unborn or were born or two yeah. people. I mean, so and I would love to just be calm. Yeah. So you know, we have a you know, there's a little we have a lot to learn from each other. Everybody. We do. Yeah, we do. Oh, oh, thanks for popping our thanks for popping our guest cherry. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's so me. Eighth house, moon, Mars, and Capricorn. I just yeah, have me be the first. I love. <laughs> Um, and then with that, actually, I think there's actually, we have more questions, so we might have you on again. Yeah. If you're, into, every, if you're open to it, if you're into every it. day, tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> maybe at the end of this eclipse season or this first eclipse or something, or maybe in Scorpio time again, we'll come you back know? and compare our toilet paper. Yeah. Sketches and, idea. And yeah. also this is a very informal invite. I'll follow up, but like, if you guys aren't doing anything on the, uh, new moon, not only come to the moon, you but either, if either of you want to share your wares on the moon that is sort of my version of a collective healing because everybody gets hired you know jessica got hired by everybody at the moon i did it was amazing (laughs) well and it's but it's like so fun because you get to like do a little show and tell and people there are like it's like a carousel of joy and fun and interest. And we, we had people doing dance stuff for us. We had readings, we had celebrities, like people were taking bathroom breaks and coming back. It was fun. Comedy. I I, I've done on toilet leading for sure it's very intimate in that way yeah it's 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 like a a show it's show and tell is exactly what it is and it's sort of (laughs) yeah like a sort of cosmic a cosmic cabaret um in lieu of like a dead serious like moon ritual at the yoga studio did you love show and tell as a kid sarah um yes and no you know (laughs) i felt like i felt a little bit insulted oh like just come to the show But I did love show and tell. And I would always come with something that was like so out of the box. And that, oh no, me like, too. Anything like that. Describe a grape, show and tell, all that stuff. But yeah, I was hitting them. <laughs> I was hitting them with comedy. They didn't even know what, you know. Oh, your doll. How about I bring you, these are my brothers. They're the Beatles. They're standing behind me. Can you see them? 
<laughs> I love it. It's a justice show and tell. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're going to, we have a question that we're going to start asking everybody. Yes. Just like normalize all of our weird experiences. What is something, oh my God, I just lost it. Um, weird about you or the way that you grew up that you love. Oh my God. Everything. Love it. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess it's like, what is weird? Like, like, I mean, that my, would be like, my house is a doggy daycare. Okay. Yes. That counts. <laughs> I love it. That counts. <laughs> that counts. Um, totally normal. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting too. So, okay. So this is sort of a fun one at the last moon Yule, the North node currently is actually in the sky with asteroid Hecate. Mm-hmm. who is the, uh, the the goddess like the the witch of the witches the queen of the witches she's the that witch right <laughs> that witch and um i have hecate on my um venus in virgo Ooh. and in the fourth house which is home and when i was doing my hecate research to do our, our little moonual i I found out that Hecate, part of why she was so powerful is because she was always surrounded by dogs because, and that's why she was able to help Demeter find Persephone because they, she had dogs sniffing it out and why she was such a great witch is because she was always protected because there were dogs protecting her. So, so she lived a long time and she was really powerful, but it wasn't because she was the most powerful it was because she was surrounded by dogs. And so I, when I, when that clicked for me, I was like, and I am from the doggy daycare and I am the, <laughs> That, I'm that witch you on zoom right and I was like oh shit so that was where that is weird you know and, I, and um definitely very it was very um affirming for me to be like yeah I do live in a doggy daycare and I, I do sometimes go home to be the doggy daycare and help and live there and whatever because like I'm Hecate not because I'm a loser right because I'm a fucking witch not, yeah because they you have protection yeah I'm not a broke <laughs> artist I have to go work with my yes familiars bitch familiars yes like I say that I'm like all my dogs are sitting behind me like all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's like, cool. Yeah, you're familiar. You're familiar. You're familiar. Uh, well, thank you what so much you for guys? What's, Wait, what's weird about you? Oh my God. We, I feel like everybody knows. The whole podcast. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, right. It's actually uh, yeah, episode one. Point, right. It's a podcast dedicated to being completely weird. Weird. Yeah. yeah. It's normalizing the weird. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to aliens, Jess talks to the unborn. That's what's weird. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to send you guys some example streetwear and I'll send you signs. Okay. We got to get some merch. We got to get some merch. Yeah. You're going to laugh. Thank at you, the new Sarah. Aquarius. You're going to laugh at the new Aquarius gear, Jess. Okay, good. I love my Aquarius side. I'm really leaning into it. Oh yeah. You got yeah. to. It's, but it, it's I, but it weird. Because like with Saturn and Aquarius, where like you're having an explosion of tears because literally the rulers of Pisces are all in Pisces going like, yes, you feel it. Yes, your intuition's right. Yes, your dreams are probably lit right now. Dream journal every fucking morning. Natalie, are, you shock. Like, oh my God, your dreams. For you, Jess, your heart might actually feel a little bit heavy because mm-hmm. when Saturn is on your moon, it's, it's heavy on your bank account, Natalie, but it's also your North Node. So it's like, figure <laughs> it out, right? For you, Jess, it's on your moon. And so you might be feeling like this like weight or like a seriousness to like the things you feel and into it. And I think that's just asking you to b- take it more seriously. Like, get, mm. like, like share it with more, like, this is what I thought, but yeah. it's actually like, it's like, you don't have to like caring about people doesn't mean you have to do more work. Jess needed that yes. permission. Do just less right work, there. 
and help more people. That's my baby. I'm going to take with this. Oh my God. I'm the spirit baby lady now. (laughs) Transformation people happens like that. (laughs) Oh my God. This was so fun. Yeah. So fun. I'm really appreciative. (laughs) And I look forward to uh, connecting in the future and definitely come to the manual and I'll message. I actually do have a client, so I have to go in a minute, but, um, yeah. <laughs> any other questions before I just cancel the zoom? I don't know how we ever end these things. But... I'll do it. I'll end it. <laughs> I'm the time. No, keeper. we're just so grateful and yeah. you've brought so much joy and liveliness and thank you for your, um, just being here today. Pleasure. I'm so, so honored to take in your guest virginity. <laughs> We'd love to have given it to you. Yes. Yes. I just love it. It was so consensual. Yeah, yeah, consensual. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> hell yeah. All right, and with that, we will see you guys next week. Bye. Maybe I'll be here too. I now join the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sarah will be back. <laughs> okay, I love you guys. I'm Bye. gonna go to the Bye. Bye. Bye.